You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo on this weekend of October 22nd and 23rd. I'm sitting at my dining room table with a hot cup of peace coffee from Minneapolis. It is absolutely delicious on the most beautiful fall Saturday morning. I am officiating a wedding today over in Stillwater, and the family and the bride and the groom especially are ecstatic because they chose this weekend, and they were hoping, hoping against hope that they could have an outdoor wedding, and it's going to be 75 degrees here in Minnesota and will be a wonderful event for an outdoor wedding and a celebration of love and families coming together and God's blessing of all of that. So it will be a wonderful day for them, and I hope it will be a wonderful day for all of you who are listening. I'm watching the chickadees flitting back and forth from the bird feeders. They are they are in active storing up for winter mode <laughs> right now, as are the squirrels. They're all over the place gathering nuggets of food and nourishment for a long winter's nap later on. Not so much a nap for the squirrels. They're all over all year round, but uh, they do need special and extra care and nourishment and food as well. Well, everyone, we're going to get to the gospel here today. It's Luke 18, 9 to 14. Just a short passage of these six verses So I will invite you to get your Bibles out. You can even pause the podcast here if you need to run and get your Bible. And we'll look at this gospel today called The Parable of the Pharisee and the Tax Collector. It's well known. You know it well. So let's listen to it again, and then let's just ponder today what God is telling us is the real gospel for us through this story. So then, here is how Luke puts it in Luke 18, starting at verse 9. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector standing far off would not even look up to heaven but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I think I want to start today by maybe making this observation. I think in the now almost 31 years that I have been at this, I've never witnessed so many people who feel so overwhelmed 
in life. And so I'm just going to make that observation today. And then I want to ask you very sincerely, how are you doing? How are you doing in this time? There are all kinds of things to overwhelm us. This is happening to people for good and logical reason. And so I simply want to ask you, how are you doing? How is your heart doing? How are you dealing with each day and sometimes the real surprising challenges that we face and that we worry about in these days? I ask you this partly because this plays into the gospel today. We're talking about sin, conscience, humility versus arrogance, self-righteousness, contempt for others. And when we talk about sin, too often we think of sin only in the context of lawlessness. You know, more than making mistakes, but knowing that what we've done has been wrong or even evil. And that, of course, is at the heart of what sin is. There is a component to sin that is just purely about morality versus immorality, right versus wrong, sin versus good. And we have to own up to that, and that's a big part of what this message is going to be about today. But sin also has to do with the brokenness of life. It's the brokenness of things around us. It's the fact that not only will we never be perfect, but at least we could strive for holding things together, keeping things reconciled between peoples or groups or nations. But we look around and at so many turns, all we see is the depths of our brokenness and, and the despair we feel when we see and, and experience this. And this is what overwhelms us. And that's part of sin, too. There is, as we have always said in our confession, a by nature we are sinful and unclean component to this. That by our human nature we can't ever get it perfectly right. And so today I'm going to just ask you again, how are you doing in these overwhelming days and times? I'm glad you're here. This is where we come to seek out not just a measure of peace, but really a measure of hope and a word of compassion and a word of understanding from God. And I think this is where this gospel goes today. Martin Luther said something very interesting years ago about, I think, this gospel. He said, the most dangerous sin of all is the presumption of righteousness. Look at the Pharisee in this passage. He was a law abider. Albeit this, he also let himself go into the space of self-righteousness, that he became and was better than others. Dear God, thank you so much. I am so glad that I am not like these other people who are lesser than me. Martin Luther said, the most dangerous sin of all is the presumption of righteousness, the presumption that we can be better than others, that we can make ourselves righteous 
and good enough before God. You know also that Jesus reserved his greatest contempt and criticism for those who thought themselves to be self-righteous, for the arrogant, for the too proud. You know, this is what is woven through this story, this short little hard-hitting parable that that should not have a place in our lives. I really worry in our time that that kind of sense of righteousness, sense of I'm better than others, or I need to feel better than others, is something that's being promoted by a lot of parents with their children these days. I have to admit, and this is an observation of mine over time, that I have run across more people, kids and adults, who have told themselves that they don't ever have to say they're sorry, they don't ever have to admit they're wrong, primarily, I think, because parents are teaching their kids that that is a sign of weakness to them. And in this competitive society, particularly for kids, and I think in the sports world and activities world especially, where more and more and more kids are being forced from the very youngest ages to be competitive with others, to make their mark, to one-up other kids so they can make the team Parents are playing into this by telling their kids to be as tough as they can be, to never admit you're wrong, to never admit you're hurting, to never say you're sorry, so you can be tough and make the mark, make the team. Well, folks, this is the opposite of what we should be telling our kids or ourselves. Look at the final verse in the parable today. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Don't take your place at the head of the table because the, the host might tell you that that seat is for someone else and send you down to the end of the table. Remember that story from Jesus? But all who humble themselves, Jesus said, will be exalted. There is a gospel there's a strong message of goodness in this last phrase, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. You know what, folks? It should be easy to humble ourselves. It should be easy for us to be who we are rather than to put on someone we are not. And all people are people who are the same. We all have our own brokenness. We all have our own faults. We've all made significant mistakes and wrongs. And we need to own up to those things. And owning up to those things, in part, means being honest, being intellectually honest about who we are and the fact that we all need help and love and care and encouragement from all the people in our lives, not least of which is from God. God, the tax collector said, as he, as he found his conscience, as he found his conscience, God, the tax collector cried out, be merciful to me, a sinner. This is who I am. 
I have been exposed. I've been found out. I've, I've found my conscience and I can't fake it anymore. I can't put on somebody else who I'm not anymore. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, forgive me my sins. God, love me for who I am. God, I don't have the energy anymore to play the game of not owning up to who I am, but of trying to be tougher than everybody else and better than everybody else. I can't play that game anymore. I don't have the energy for it anymore. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. So everyone, today what we're going to do is confess our sins. In church tomorrow, we are going to do this at the end of the sermon, just like we are today, instead of at the beginning of the service. Because in this moment, this is where the gospel shines through. This is where the love of God, God's tenderness with our hearts, God's, God's affirming our honesty in our consciences is so powerfully life-giving for us. So friends, will you join me in confession of our sins so that hearts open, we hear with ears of joy and humility and thanksgiving the word of forgiveness from our God who has died and risen for this very thing to give us our lives back again. Let us confess our sins now in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Friends, in the mercy of Almighty God, God be merciful to me, a sinner. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all our sins as a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ. And by his authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So everyone, in our, in our confession of our sins and in hearing the promise, the sureness, the assurance of forgiveness now, that our hearts are cleansed, that our lives are renewed, and that we've become someone else, that God's way has come to us now. And we've become somebody new and somebody broader and more whole as a human being. Let us go down to our homes humbled now and justified by our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, 
If you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.